Hi. Hello. I'm Julian. I'm Gumshoe Tom. We are Team Binge. We are here to talk about a murder at the end of the world. This is episode six. This is the pentultimate episode, which is Mm -hmm. a term I only use in context of podcasting. And because Tom (laughs) taught it to me, I actually hate myself for using it. But this one was called Crime Scene. Tom, you love a pun. Scene Mm -hmm. was not spelled S-C-E-Y-E-A-N like it should be. (laughs) It was spelled S-E-E-N. Talk to me. What's the... you, You love explaining puns. Explain to me why it was called Crime Scene. I mean, they did reenact Bill's murder earlier on, so maybe that is them seeing him, or they did see, like, I guess the Silver Doe guy, you know, meet his demise, so I don't I don't know exactly what it's ref- referencing. Okay, okay. You don't think it's crime saying, hey, I need to be seen, I need to be recognized. <laughs> I see you, you crime. Think- I, I see th- what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we stumbled upon it. The show didn't get us there, but we got there because we're weirdos. Um, Let's dive into this one. We've got one episode after this. That's what pentultimate means. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's called a finale. And the last one left us on a bit of a cliffhanger. I don't think any of the other ones left us on cliffhangers. But this one had her swimming in the pool and this impenetrable, I'm going to call it an ice cover, Uh, slid Mm -hmm. over her and trapped her inside the pool. So we come to, and she is still swimming in the deepest, darkest pool of anywhere ever. Like, I thought it was almost a dream sequence a couple of times when they, like, Mm kind of panned out. And then I thought about all the chlorine that they... I mean, who's the maintenance person that's keeping that from getting algae? (laughs) Do you you get algae in Iceland? I don't know. These are all of the things that pool owners should think about. (laughs) But, well, isn't this like more of a hot spring than a pool? Like, I, I think we talked about it last pod where I thought she would just swim outside and then just, I mean, she'd obviously be very exposed out there, but I thought they just kind of pulled this water in from the outside. So a listener whom I happen to live with was uh, very <laughs> pointedly said we were wrong on that, that this is not one that you can swim out to the outside. This is a different pool. So okay, okay. Uh, to that listener, I say, no thanks for the criticism. <laughs> Uh, so she's under the glass pool cover who saves her but one David and Lee and they save her by smashing I mean what was this pool cover made out of Tom bulletproof glass what why do we need I don't understand someone explain to me someone at poolcovers.com send me a message explain to me why this pool cover was this way and also where I can get one Mm-hmm. I I mean, the way they shot this of that like shadowy figure overlooking this and then kind of running, the way they did it in the last episode made it seem like it was the murderer, but sure. they kind of play fast and loose with that and then have Chicanery. this Lee, yeah, that's running away. But yeah, I don't know, he takes like a hatchet, an axe or something to this, I'm assuming it's plexiglass, I don't know what it is, but it breaks clean enough and then you get that cool cinematic of her hand like floating lifelessly and then somebody grabbing it. Samwise Gamgee, yeah, Samwise Gamgee <laughs> grabs her hand. And so, oh no, Frodo grabs Samwise's hand and says, "You're never leaving without me, Mister Frodo," or something like that. In more great, code. David delivered that line. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, we have a very intimate um, hairbrushing scene, which was very cozy. It's uh, you know winter where we live, Tom, so it's eighty mm-hmm. degrees outside. Uh, this this looked like a, a very cozy scene. 
I mean, I don't know. I guess Lee's opening up a salon after this where she's blow drying her hair, <laughs> brushing it ever so nicely. It was just weird. Like, why would you do this to a stranger? Like, you don't know this person. Like, yeah, give him a towel, but they can figure this part out. That is a good point. They do talk to each other like they know each other, but mm-hmm. they really, they never met before this. She only knows, and, and by her, I mean Darby only knows Lee through the internet. So I don't really, but also, Tom, you're revealing a little bit about yourself and the fact that you've never taken a first aid uh, drowning victim class because they say <laughs> the number one thing before before establishing breathing, before having someone call you know, emergency or 911, you have to blow dry and brush their hair. That's number one on the list. Okay. That's good. Um, I'm learning. Do we get sued if someone um, if, if someone uses that advice? Um, not not doctors or, or first responders. Um, Boom, covered. I think we're covered. Boom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So we find out that Lee Morse coded Darby to meet her at the pool. Mm-hmm. And then the pool cover was, the, Tom, together now, the pool cover was... Hacked. Hacked. The way they <laughs> said that, I was like, all right, show. I got it. Thank you. Hacked. I just, I don't know. I feel like they've gone, and we've talked to this enough, but they keep saying the word hack over and over and over again. And my assumption is, like, nothing here is being hacked. It's just being controlled by Ray and the AI, right? Sure. Is that kind yeah. of your, your sense, like, yeah, I almost, AI? I started to get the sense that this hotel is, is haunted by AI. That's mm-hmm. kind of... And I thought they were going to give us some more of that, but they went in a completely different direction in this episode. So I thought we well, were got, going to go ahead. I've got more to add to that. So like, but, but I want to get it when we talk about kind of Lee and uh, telling talking about Andy and Zoomer. But I've, I've got a thought about like the concept of this place being haunted by the AI. Sure, sure. We have a conversation between Darby and Lee, and Darby's like, I don't know if I can trust you. And here's all the things I discovered about you that I don't try. And she just starts talking about everything. This woman can't mm-hmm. keep a secret. Mm-hmm. So talking about the fake passport. And then Lee looks off in the distance and goes, everyone I've told the truth to is gone. Other than David. But everyone else is gone. <laughs> and then, I don't know. Darby's like, are you hiding something from Andy? And I, this is then we get Lee's... Lee's like not backstory but we get this whole long story about why she's afraid of Andy which I gotta be honest I don't know I I thought this would this went in a direction I did not understand or I was not expecting but it's essentially Mm -hmm. Andy is like controlling everything in Zoomer's life and yeah I don't know Tom take it take it from me yeah, I mean, she's like, oh, it's his food intake, REM cycles, his alpha waves, like just trying to, I don't know, save this kid from every apocalyptic scenario, I guess. Isn't that but just parenting? We... Don't we all, like, <laughs> don't we all monitor yeah. what our kids eat? We all monitor mm-hmm. their REM cycle. And by that, I mean, we go, hey, go to bed, go to bed. <laughs> Why are you up? Go to bed. No, you don't need to drink water. Go to bed. That's monitoring REM cycle. And then alpha waves. Got to be honest, Tom, don't know how to make a joke about that because I don't know what alpha waves are. So I'm assuming I prefer it's the a beta surfing waves. term. You prefer the what? The beta waves. Oh, sure. That's, or the gamma. That tracks. That tracks. Um, but like, ultimately, this kind of comes to a head in her backstory with Andy like hitting strikingly, not like slapping, like really goes at it. And like, like 
Zoomer's right there with it. And I think she makes a comment about Zoomer like seeing this and, and how he would react or behave to it. But this whole sequence is very Shining-esque, right? In fact, the movie The, the Shining. I'm sorry, do you mean you, The Shinnin, Tom? The we Shining, don't want to get sued. Me. We can mention a movie. Um, but the kid is like, you know, on the bike. They have the camera angles kind of shot from behind as he's like taking the bike through this like hallway. And I mean, there's obviously plenty more parallels. The idea of like this winter isolation hotel in the middle of nowhere. Um, it's kind of potentially driving men crazy. Like it drove Jack Nicholas crazy in the movie. I feel like in Shining, it was driving him crazy because of like supernatural elements. But here, I almost feel like Andy potentially is being driven crazy by the AI or it's leading him down a path or the AI is trying to do, you know, whatever it's trying to do to protect Zoomer. But Andy is the one kind of playing along with it. Oh, I agree. I, I, I agree. I agree with your opinion that um, Andy is faultless. It's the AI and the <laughs> isolation that's causing him to be overly controlling and abuse his spouse. Yes. Lee, Lee does I have agree. one line. <laughs> Deep down, Andy is a good guy, Tom. It's the AI's fault. Yes. <laughs> okay. But you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I know Andy. that's not what you're saying. I've twisted what you said. I, I, I get, I get, I do. There is something about that tricycle, not tricycle, bicycle shot down mm-hmm. the hallway. Very Shannon. You were, you mm-hmm. were completely right. But Lee also does say something where it's like, you can't unteach the things that they learn where she's kind of meaning Zoomer. Um, but I'm assuming we can, as an audience, believe that to be AI. Like the AI is learning oh. all these things about humanity and everything else. And it cannot unlearn it because it's a computer. It's going to take all that stuff into its calculations. And that's why we saw Ray backhand Darby when she entered the uh, hotel room <laughs> earlier. Well, Ray doesn't exist. That's why, like, again, so much of this is, you know, it can't just be the AI who killed Bill, who had the mask on, who did all this other stuff. Like, it needs to be other people. We just don't know who that is. But all of it is, the assumption is, from my standpoint, is they're all being driven by decisions the AI is making. Mm, Okay. Okay. You're saying uh, Ray's not physically in form doing all these things. I don't think so. You're no. saying that if we unplug him, maybe problem solved just a little bit. Isn't mm-hmm. that a Dwight thing? He's like, we're going to give him an extension cord that's only three, three feet long so that Smart. he can't Smart. kill us. Yeah. All right. Uh, she, she makes something. She makes some comment about. I knew once this hotel was complete that Andy would control everything, and this leads to the classic Six Flags escape, which. Mm. Um, Tom, is this where we take 20 minutes to talk about Six Flags and how much uh, we've enjoyed Six Flags? Never been. Never been to a Six Flag. All right, we'll take 10 minutes, and I'll explain <laughs> to you why I love Six Flags. <laughs> I've um, always wanted to go. It's just one of those things I feel like I did. The Disney's Knott's Berry Farms were the ones that I maybe did. Never, okay. never went to a Six Flag. Okay, that's never went to a Six Flag. <laughs> that, I guess that is how you would say it. I never went to a Six Flag of Six Flags. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've been there, and it was a place. All right, mm-hmm. so she goes. This is where the passport and the wig and all of that comes into play. She's explaining all that, and, and this is her taking Zoomer. I thought that this was a funny, where she's like, she gets in the like beater Volvo and, and drives away, and she's mm-hmm. like, I'm free. And then you know what's going to happen when she gets to the cabin, just the way, I don't know. I was not surprised, but I did like how they did all this. It was very, it was very menacing, even, I, even though I knew who was going to be at the cabin when she got there. 
Yeah, I felt some of the stuff was just a little bit like laughable with like she has to explain every little detail of her hack and handing the phone to this other kid and going into the bank accounts and finding other people that are similar. And then, I don't know, she looks at security camera at one point and has like laser eyes, which I mean, again, I know she's just kind of like blocking the camera with glasses, but I felt it was just a little much. Oh, I thought we were establishing that she had some sort of superpower. I thought we <laughs> she's went, an X Man. Like, yeah, well, I thought an X. Yes, I thought we were doing like a Marvel thing, but I, you know, I'm not very good at that stuff. So, but what's what's your assumption here? I mean, my, the immediate thing that I thought of, she's trying to do all this like misdirect. But I mean, if Andy is really this tech driven and this obsessed about his kid, the kid is chipped, right? So he knows where this kid is at all times, regardless of what she's trying to do. Yes, like most kids should be, he is chipped. <laughs> Uh, unless you read Revelations, then we most certainly shouldn't be chipped uh, because and the good book says no. Anyways, um, I, I, had, I thought the same thing. I was like, clearly he can track his son in some way, shape, or form. Certainly if, Tom, your theory is true and Zoomer is still a robot, then mm-hmm. uh, he is definitely chipped. I, this was a strange story. I I don't know. I don't want to go into the like abusive spouse trying to get away and the difficulty of those things. I just like I don't know. This was this was just strange. So I don't know if she's telling the truth. Do you have a theory on whether or not she is this is a story being made up or whether or not I mean the show is certainly pitching us and based on this how this episode ended that Andy is the mm-hmm. like the bad guy, but I, I don't feel like I don't know. Is that going to be a surprise? If it is Andy in the end, I'm I'm going to be like, okay, we kind of knew he from the beginning. I mean, look at the look at the picture of the of the show on Hulu. It's like Darby standing there, and then Clive <laughs> Owen is like looming over her, like Trump mm-hmm. and Hillary at the debate. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That's a reference people will get. Um, no, I'm with you though. I, I mean, when I when this episode ended and it kind of like has Andy being the big bad, we're getting all of this from her backstory. And we've watched other shows like in the after party from Apple TV where it's people's like mind movies. It's them telling their version of it. So we don't know if what Lee is telling is true, but it certainly seems heartfelt and it seems true. I like the concept or like the idea of Darby's backstory kind of paralleling here where she was trying to kind of help abused, battered, and in this case like murdered women find some form of justice kind of maybe trying to do the same with Lee and trying sure. to help her escape this this situation that she's in like it, it has some ties in there so but I but I'm with you like that's maybe what I didn't love about this this episode was just putting all the eggs in the basket of Andy being the bad guy I would like it if there is some kind of extra twist sure I think there will be I'm hoping there will be mm-hmm. um also Tom and I have always been proponents of this I feel like Lee should have just shot Andy we've we've always <laughs> big fans of murder um, that's why we're doing a show on murder. Um, when Andy says, you can go, Zoomer stays, Lee should have shot him in that moment. That's my, that's my... Well, they were on a plane at that point. Well, I mean, parachutes? Did she not think of parachutes? One parachute for Zoomer, one for her. Or if this is a Tom Cruise movie, one parachute, and then you have to dive out and find the, and grab the other one. Um, well, the kid's name is Zoomer. I'm assuming he could probably fly anyways. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Oh, <laughs> is he a Mazda kid? Is that what it is? Um, that's a commercial <laughs> reference that I will get years from now when I listen to this again and wonder what I was doing with my life at this time.
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Lee, ultimately, there's no leaving Andy. Mm-hmm. And well, he gets before you go on. You gotta yep. like. I don't know if you said it. Like you can go. Zoomer stays. That's what like, I that said was on a, the airplane. And she should have okay. shot him. That's exactly. I'm just saying. Like that line was delivered so well from Clive Owen. It was like so menacing and brutal. Yeah, he was. He's a great King Arthur, and he's uh, great uh, at being a terrible spouse and <laughs> mediocre father. Maybe I don't know. I guess jury's still out on that. Mm-hmm. Rohan, Bill, and David were the ones that were getting Lee and Zoomer out. This is so this so this is the team of 3. This is the dream team of 3 that are trying mm-hmm. to get Lee and Zoomer out according to Lee's story mm-hmm. if we buy it. There are the 3 teacups. The I found this whole conversation <laughs> to be <laughs> It's their team name. Is that their call sign? Teacup 1, this teacup 2 come in. <laughs> are we brewing? We're brewing. Bring, I bring, like uh, this... bring sugar and cream. Tom, I'm not gonna no no no. Give me some time, Keep man. Going. Let me develop this. You came up with the you came up with the teacups. Let me come up with the conversation. All right, fine, you've ruined it. Go ahead. No, I just felt like this back and forth conversation that they were having was I don't know, too exposition y dumping for me. Like they just kind of ex- kept explaining how all these characters came together and how their stories were perfectly aligned and how Darby was the bait and how Bill was calling on Rohan. You use the Argentinian to get you to Buenos Aires. It was just a little bit too much. Like, and then Darby has to like button it by saying, it was a good plan. You had a great idea. It's like, well, really? Did she? Like bringing him to this like AI driven compound, I don't know, was going to be ever going to be the, the, the winning solution here. I agree with you. I wasn't quite sure whether or not this was, once again, Lee trying to misdirect and the show trying to misdirect. And con- once again, I honestly, I, that's where I want it to be. I don't want it to be as simple as all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is funny for them to be like, listen, here's how it all worked out, even though we <laughs> still have a finale. I do want to mention this episode was 47 minutes, which is wonderful. Tom, the finale is 42 minutes long. So. Love it. Love it. Um, have they run out of things to tell us? I don't know. We'll find out next week on <laughs> teacups. <laughs> Zoomer, Lee's like Zoomer can't grow up in a house of pain. Tom, do you remember House of Pain as like jump, a clothing jump. company? Daddy Mac will make you jump. Isn't that House of Pain? Oh, are they a were they a band? Were they a musical group? I think so. I don't know. Maybe oh. yelled at probably. Um, I had a Pog Slammer that had a House of Pain uh, hologram sticker on it. That's what I think of when I think of House of Pain. Oh, so House of Pain being like a pane of a window? No, House of Pain <laughs> being the uh, neurons in your brain telling you something hurts. Mm. Uh, Tom, should we take some time to explain what pogs are to people? Mm, sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, speaking of Knott's Berry Farm, that's where I found out about pogs. Who we are bringing it around. Darby, Darby's like, listen... I spent too t- too much time thinking about the murderer. I need to understand the victim. And yeah, I was like, which the victim? There's a there's a lot of victims. Which, which uh, what are we doing? 
She calls it, yeah, she calls it the big old mistake. Like it's a common thing. I don't know. Maybe it is. <laughs> Next time your doctor walks in, he's like, ah, I made the big old mistake. You're going to be like, yeah, you focused on the killer, not the victim, huh? And he's going to be like, no, you're dying. Um, no, I left my uh, scalpel in your tummy. <laughs> I guess the big old mistake is different for different things. For detectives, it's trying to understand the murder rather than the victim. For um, physicians, it's leaving the scalpel in the stomach. Um, for train conductors, it's not applying the brake. Uh, there's a number of big old mistakes that, um, yeah. Anyways, big old mistake, I think, is my spouse's name for me. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Oliver, is this where Oliver shows up? Yeah, and he did this like very dramatic, like I don't know, he's banging oh, on the door, yeah, comes right. in, yeah. they run to the corner, and they both rings are deactivated, so they can't leave this room. Like I don't know, it was like played for she this pick, horror element. She picked it was up so a silly. murder rock. She was ready to murder him <laughs> with a rock. He's like, "What's well, going on here?" That or try to crack open somebody's helmet. <laughs> Tom, helmets are uncrackable. If one, if I've discovered one thing. Um, my, uh, my son found a helmet in the garage and he put it on and I was like, don't suffocate. There was no (laughs) face mask or anything. It was a wide open, like, uh, scooter helmet, but whatever. Um, all, what was very funny is I went from like enjoying Oliver's banter to not enjoying Oliver's banter very quickly in the, in the span of also he's walking. So I guess we've determined he can walk short distances, but then he's Mm -hmm. in a wheelchair. Um, Oliver had some some goofy one-liners here. Like I this part where he kind of like joins the team here, I thought was kind of silly, but as he kept going and kept giving some great one-liners, I was kind of all in on Oliver. Yep. Yep. And the uh so they go Oliver cuz Oliver's like don't leave me here alone. I don't want to <laughs> wait in my room and die. And I was like, "Oh, that's a fair point." So Lee mm-hmm. Darby and Oliver roll and walk over to Bill's room and the uh and she's like She's like uh, incepting the crime scene. She starts to, <laughs> oh, she smells his clothes, which mm-hmm. Oliver brings up later, which I thought was great. He's like, well, you were smelling a dead guy's shirt, so that's something. <laughs> She's in the sense memory. I do feel like it's goofy that they can, their keys or rings or whatever don't work on whatever door they were in, but they do work to go in Bill's room. You figured they would have locked that room down. No, the uh, listen, they're, he OD'd. They've, they've, it's no longer a crime scene. Open and shut case, as they say. Those police are making the big old mistake, which is <laughs> when you open and shut a case without looking at the evidence. Ask mm. any cop. That's what they'll define the big old mistake as. All right. She says something here where she goes, I keep thinking about that footage. And I was like, okay, thank you, show, for reminding us. And then they go back. And you... You were the one that pointed this out on the first watch, I believe, right? The the light as the door opens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm assuming this has got to be... They they make it sound like it was a great hacker that edited himself out of the footage. They didn't try to cut it out because that could have been like a... The timestamp. Yeah. I mean, I don't... I still think it's Zoomer just based on like the height and maybe he came in and they were using that VR thing and he's the one that... Because like Bill would have just let Zoomer in no problem, right? Like seeing what this kid's doing. Um, but the fact that we don't ever see Zoomer like leave the room, there's no footage on the camera of anybody leaving, I feel like is maybe why 
they did edit themselves out. I, I don't really know what to think. All I could think about in this sequence was this guy carrying a Microsoft Surface Duo, which is this weird two-screened foldable phone that nobody in the world uses. I thought was funny. And I feel like they tried to feature it like, oh, look how cool this is. You could do two things at once and then you can fold it. That was funny. And that's been Tom's cell phone corner. Thank you for joining <laughs> us. Tom, there was a moment where I got real confused because there were two screens and then she folded it and there was one screen. And I was like, what? What? What is this what sorcery? Trick? What, is this? what is this black magic? What's going on here? So I'm glad you identified. So now I don't have to live in fear of what's happening. It's like a joke phone that like Microsoft came out with and like nobody bought. So like from a tech community, it's kind of like a, I'm sure people saw it and laughed as well. Sure, they call that the big old mistake in the cell phone community, <laughs> the Microsoft Surface Duo. Um, all right. She, once again, she goes into like a paranormal supernatural trance where she's reenacting Bill's death. I was like, all right, well, this is fun to watch, but... I don't know, she's understanding the victim, baby. Understand. <laughs> I... He he reaches for the book of their their true crime memoir, the Silver Doe, and I was like, I don't think Bill was holding a book when she watched him die through the window. I don't remember. This any was before of this. the gargling noises. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I was I was like, all right, you were there. I don't know. She. I guess she's doing everything before she showed up, right? Because he was already mm-hmm. on the floor, and he's like, don't leave me. So mm-hmm. maybe I'm being too critical. Is that yeah. possible? No, I don't think Never. I'm being too critical. Never. But they're like, oh, look at the page with all the blood on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, Lee and Oliver are like, hey, you have to read this, because maybe this is a clue. And then I immediately thought, oh, okay, cool. She's going to start singing that song again. I was hoping that would just happen in this room all by themselves. Um, but you can't you can't gloss over Oliver's line here, where she's like, I don't normally read this part. And Oliver's like, well, that's where all the blood is. <laughs> it was just so corny and cheesy. And like, even when they cut away after she tells this whole backstory, which we'll, we'll walk through, they're still like on that same page. So this is a very summarized version. Yeah. Um, yeah. It only, only fits on one page. Well... Okay, let's drive let, let's drive into the flashback because there's some things that that come out of this and that Oliver says afterwards that I was like, "Wait, what?" But um very quickly, we cut back to the part where they're like disassembling the the stairs and we find out that the killer doesn't shoot Bill, the killer shoots himself, which I would argue is a better outcome. Yeah, and I feel like Bill gets like a comical amount of blood splattered on him. And then for some reason, he gets tinnitus. Uh, Darby's perfectly fine. I mean, I have tinnitus, so I, I get it, or tinnitus. Um, but he was struggling. Yeah, no, it, I don't know what this is supposed to show. This is supposed to show, I guess, that Bill isn't like, Bill's an internet sleuth. He's not used to all of these things where hardened um, coroner's daughter, Darby, mm-hmm. is just like, oh, I've seen plenty of people shoot themselves in front of me. Um, also she, what I thought was interesting here is she abandons Bill very quickly to Mm -hmm. identify who the guy is and then run to the neighbor. And Bill is just down there covered in blood, ears ringing, like, Mm -hmm. and Darby's just like, I'm out. Um, I, I, I guess I found all that interesting just, and it goes to Bill's point of, Hey, you are really focused hard on this rather Mm -hmm. than, and you're losing sight of everything else. Yeah. But. 
Um, Frank Bell was the killer. Did we know that name before? Did we? We knew like E-Bell. I think that was on one of the pieces of jewelry, I guess. But I don't know if we knew he was like a former cop. But I guess you're giving this guy some more backstory. Sure. That guy killed himself real quick. I would recommend to serial killers in, you know, if you're listening, uh, have a conversation (laughs) with whoever snuck into your basement and found the body. Like maybe it's just, I don't know, maybe they're a contracting crew that came to the wrong house and they're like, oh, we were sent to do the stairs. And then you can be like, oh, (laughs) these aren't the stairs. You don't know what the address. Oh, no, this is 1201. You want 12. One zero. That's across the street, and then you help them out of your basement. And you send them on your way. Do all that before you shoot yourself, because it's real tough to come back after you shoot yourself. Because that's she I mean, makes she makes a point earlier that he was probably following them specifically on Reddit, which I thought was kind of interesting because we are, they already laid the breadcrumbs that the killer wanted to be kind of found. So yeah, maybe he already did know of these two individuals looking for him. So you think there's a post where they're like. Headed to Frank Frank uh, Bell's <laughs> abandoned house, LOL. Hope everything turns out. And he reads that and he's like, wait, when was this posted? Okay. And then he's ready. I don't, yeah, I, I found that strange. I, it, another piece of advice, not for serial killers, but people looking for serial killers. Don't post when you're going to visit them. That's mm-hmm. my other uh, my other advice. And this has the been Julian's know. advice corner. Thank you. <laughs> One of the, they say, for serial killers... The big old mistake for serial killers is killing yourself too soon. Um, wait, no, that's not right. Anyways, this is not good. Yeah, let's we move on. I'm going to get sued. All right, so uh, this all leads to Darby doing a very, like, I don't know. I, I, I worried for the 911 operator. There's a lot of information being passed to this 911 <laughs> operator. I've talked to 911 operators before. Um, lovely people, but... I don't think they're ready for all the information that Darby gives. Yeah, all she really needs to know is like, yeah, we, we're sending police to your 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 spot. Like, but I mean, I don't know. You could argue this nine one one call is being recorded. Darby probably knows that, so she's just laying it all out. Darby's like, listen, we've been following this killer for all these years. This is what we did. And the nine one one operator's like, listen, there's a lot of other calls coming in. Can I just send police your way? Uh, we're very busy today. A lot of serial killers killing themselves. At the hotel, we have a, a gross, bloody bath. I don't, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Shower, maybe? Not bath? The <laughs> wrong time for bath, right? And motel baths agree. are not big enough for two people. I'm just going to I'm yeah, just gonna fact. say it right now. Mm-hmm. Change the water. You know, this is like <laughs> the goldfish that your kid brings home from the school fair. Change the water. That's all I'm mm-hmm. going to say before Agreed. you just sit in it. It was um, gross. All right. They, in the bath that's much too small in the bloody water, they start to have a conversation. And this conversation felt like it was a little bit all over the place, but uh, the point I pulled from it was Bill's like, uh, she says something about like appreciating the work or he thinks we were appreciating the work and Bill's very quickly like, I don't care about the killer. The killer is Mm -hmm. the worst. (laughs) It's not what he says, but that would be a great (laughs) thing to say. And, And I don't know this, I don't know, Tom, what'd you pull out of this conversation? Yeah, I mean, I think Oliver brings it up a little bit later, but he mentioned specifically like faulty programming or it's just basic code repeating itself over and over again, which again, I think is trying to hint us as an audience to the AI of programming and code. And, and that is what's leaving or, or leave, leads to his death and, and the deaths of others here in this hotel in the current. Well, this felt pigeonholed to me because... 
because this is what Oliver, and this is what I mentioned earlier, this is what Oliver gleans out of this retelling, is he's like, it's interesting that Bill said this. And I mm-hmm. was like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it, was, <laughs> it was silly. It's almost as if Darby was like, our serial killer was hacking other people <laughs> yeah. to death. Like, I don't know. It just, I don't know. Anyways, uh, he this all leads to some awkwardness that I guess happens to two people in small baths with bloody water. <laughs> but um, the more important question is, does Bill have the worst tattoos of anyone ever in the history of the world, Tom? Mm, you're just jealous you can't pull them off? Uh... True. You've seen right through my <laughs> facade. Let's move on to Bill being gone in the morning. And no, Bill's not fake gone. Bill's real gone gone because he's not getting coffee and Coke this time. He is gone. He's gone, boy. Yes. Yes. The famous Um, movie, Gone Boy. (laughs) I I didn't like the way they shot this. Like, we knew Bill wasn't dead. But, like, the way they shot this, it made it seem like Darby is, like, slowly and suspensefully going into the bathroom. Like, he might have, like committed suicide well, or i don't know what she was looking at why did they film it so like that well great point and so 47 minute episode i don't know if you realize this a ton of this stuff is was from like other episodes that they because we've yeah. seen this scene where she goes into the bathroom she sees the bloody water and yeah you're supposed to think either bill was killed or committed suicide um so it felt like did we run out of material and we're just piecemealing these last two episodes i'm gonna be real upset if we don't land the plane on this show tom (laughs) because we have spent a lot of time on it but yeah there were several times during this episode it was like oh we've seen this that we're just like Mm -hmm. copy pasting scenes and that was one of them because we know he we know he leaves so yeah Mm -hmm. i'm with you it was confusing uh the thing that we don't know is that He's given up all of his earthly possessions. His uh, Microsoft Surface Duo has been <laughs> thrown in the bloody water, as well as his laptop that says Fangs mm-hmm. in his Stussy logo handwriting. That's all I could think about was the Stussy logo. I just think it would have been great if Darby immediately just ran to the store and got like buckets of rice and then tried to dry out these devices. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know a lot about technology, Tom, but I know. Why don't they just throw Ray in a bathtub? If you threw Ray in the bathtub, he'd stop working, right? He's an electronic. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it works. All right, we're back at the present, and all I wrote was Darby is sad and Lee comforts her. I'm assuming there was more hairbrushing and uh, <laughs> the salon's open for business again. I think Oliver's got a good line. He's like, it's good to cry. It's like throwing up. It's worse than keeping it in. You'll end up like a bitter bee, which I'm like, I don't, I don't know where he's going with that. I don't really know if it makes sense, but it was comically delivered from Mr. Oliver. Yes. Once again, Oliver went from uh, I was enjoying him to I was not enjoying him very in the span of a uh, of a couple of minutes of this show. But yeah, like then they get to the thing about like Darby. She's never read this part of the book and that she doesn't do it because she didn't want to believe that she wasn't able to meet love and they both kind of say oh yeah i know what you're saying like 
I don't know. I guess she she feels like she's was in her own way here or was pushing Bill away. I didn't really know what to make, but I thought it was kind of silly how both of them were like, oh, we know exactly what you're talking about. Because I oh, was yeah. kind of confused. No, 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 Tom. And maybe this is just because we're um, two fellas that have never known love. But when <laughs> she says something like, I didn't want to believe, when she says, I wasn't able to meet love, I was like, wait, who's love? I don't, is there a character <laughs> in the show called love? I don't, I, I was extreme it was just the wording of it i feel Mm -hmm. like someone put pen to paper and we're like oh yeah this will be deep and the two people (laughs) in the room were like yeah i understand that if i would have been in this room i would have been like wait what can you rephrase that i have a question about meeting love um kevin love i believe he's a basketball player that's uh, that's where my mind went but i think she just wanted to go to that show in vegas love the beatles one right cirque du soleil (sighs) yes yes that's exactly what she meant and now the show (laughs) Uh, instantly makes sense to me. This is all just one big advertisement for that giant globe in Las Vegas that uh, looks like a video screen. I believe it's called the globe. Um, uh, This is where Oliver brings up. He's like, hey, I want to point out something that we shoehorned into this show that Bill said. And it's a Mm -hmm. comment about bad programming and basic code repeating. And this immediately leads him to be like, Oh, so Lou May is the murderer. And I was like, wait, we jumped from one thing to another (laughs) so quickly. And the show was like, not holding my hand. The show like grabbed the front of my shirt and was like, hey, this is now where we're throwing like suspicion on. And then they're like, oh, maybe it's Ava, Eva or Ava, the the Mm -hmm. doctor. Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, what are we doing show? I don't. I don't know. Uh, I, uh, very confused. Very it's still, confused. Yeah, it's just trying to throw all these characters that we've had like no screen time and saying they're the murderer. Like it, none of those would be satisfying if it's Ava, the lady we've seen a handful of times. Even if it's Lou Mai, like I, I mean, we haven't seen who's like the filmmaker we saw like a little more heavily featured early on. He's completely ghosted. Like we have no idea where he is. Like it wouldn't surprise me if they try to make him the murderer at some point early in episode seven. It's just like too late to do that. I like to think that he found a camera and he's documenting this whole thing. And his <laughs> yeah. big documentary debut will be a murder at the end of the world, um, written it. by AI, where AI is the murderer <laughs> and AI is the director. Um, very meta is is what people will say. Critics say <laughs> very meta documentary, a murder at the end of the world. Yeah, so. I think that's where the episode ends. Nothing else happens. Everything's mm-hmm. good. Nope. She's quickly like, hey, let's get you out to the boat. Let's get you and Zoomer out of here and we'll escape. And it's like, I mean, that's okay. the loose thread we have because we know the Zodiac is out there, that there is some other boat that she makes mention, like, oh, the captain would never leave uh, the boat behind or the whatever boat? else. No, so. no, no. The boat would never leave the captain behind. That's, <laughs> that's sure? what... That's the line, yes. Because the captain would never leave the boat behind uh, would mean that captain would never step on dry land again. But, I don't know. You seen Titanic? That guy went down with the ship. Oh, man. Uh, that guy was also uh, the the Lord of Rohan. So <laughs> that guy can do no harm in, in my world. Um, Andy and Todd show up, and they show up with David. And David looks to be living his best life. Seems to be pretty healthy. Nothing wrong with him. Jaw's not broken, not not beat up at all. No, and Andy gives that menacing line. He's like, "There's my wife," and that's like the end of it. I again, I think Clive Owen is acting the heck out of it, and 
again, we don't know if Lee has been telling the truth about Andy, but the way he delivers this line in the present, it was pretty, pretty bone chilling. Okay. So I think we're aligned in this and I just want to talk this out. Do we think they are sending it so hard at Andy that it can't be Andy? Are we going to be disappointed? I will be disappointed if Andy is the big bad and this all just comes down to a like controlling, abusive, um, tech genius. Because that's, I don't feel like that's. I feel like the twist they're going to do for it, I I think it is. I think what we were told in this episode, I think, is true. I I don't want it to be, but I think it is. And I think the big, quote-unquote, reveal they're going to have is that the AI was the one driving the decisions that Andy has made. Again, Andy is obviously not a good person, but he's not the one that actually killed Bill or some of the other people. Like, her helmet was hacked by the AI. So the helmet realized, like, oh, she's trying to do something that's going to be mean to Andy or bad for Zoomer. So the AI is going to try to take out like Sean or yeah, Bill was going to confront her. So then Bill or the AI is like, Hey, we got to take out Bill. I mean, I I think that's kind of what's at play here and that's going to be the big reveal. So let me ask you this. Do you feel that Andy is like directing the AI to do these things or that the AI watching Andy's behavior is working under its own AI (laughs) to do these things? Do you think, I think that way. Okay. I, I don't think Andy's directing. He's not because they, they made mention too that Andy didn't know Bill was the biological father until like later on. Like Darby makes a point, like, oh, uh, Andy invited Bill because he wants to know more about Zoomer and how his dad operates or something. He didn't know that was his father, right? I don't know. I Maybe I'm, I'm talking no, around no, no. in circles. Okay, so uh, this is this is helpful for me. So I think, and I, I I'm starting to like this more. So. Based on the stories we're being told, based on what Lee explained that like Andy did to her and did these things, AI is always watching. They're in this mm-hmm. hotel. And so Ray, the AI, acting under its own AI-edness. I don't know how you <laughs> say any of this. This is Artificial also insanity. silly. Yes. It is killing people that it feels are either hurting or in the way of Andy. And Andy does not know it is acting on his behalf. Mm-hmm. Let's go through the murders. How does Ray and the AI inject Bill? I think they use Zoomer in that little VR headset, and then he like goes into the room. He thinks he's doing something else, but he's actually injecting Bill. Like he, Maybe he never even sees Bill in that room. Got it. Okay, Rohan, the pacemaker thing, that seems pretty self-explanatory. The AI mm-hmm. can control his pacemaker. Cian, mm-hmm. Sean, sorry, uh, the helmet was hacked <laughs> yeah <laughs> just gets locked hacked. up okay i don't know why she was killed but it is what it is like and the pool then... cover like that's clearly controlled by electronics so okay. like, they were trying to get rid of darby at this point because i guess yep. she was getting too close i don't know what like the catalyst is because they were trying to slow down darby earlier but again there was somebody that physically tackled darby and tried to stop her like who that is we're not 100 percent sure unless it's lee or david dressed up trying to slow her down okay do we have any other murders that we haven't talked about? No, I think those are our three. Okay. I like this. I like this more. I like the idea of Andy like not knowing that AI is murdering on his behalf. I, mm-hmm. I, I like this better. I don't feel like it's been executed perfectly because it took this conversation for me to get here. <laughs> yeah. But I do, I do like it. So... Mm-hmm. Um, Tom, anything else to say about episode six before we roll into the finale? 
No, I mean, I think like I posted on social media, I, I still enjoy the show overall. Yeah. Um, again, I could think the acting. I feel like I really like the actress, uh, Emma, I can't remember her last name, who plays Darby kind of in the beginning. Watson. I feel like as oh, the Watson. show, okay, as the show has kind of gone on, she's kind of like, I don't know, she hasn't grown on me. I feel like some of her character decisions and not necessarily the actress's acting, but the writing and characters she's made has kind of put me off on her. Mm. But I don't know. Like, I feel like the writing is fast and loose a little bit on some of this stuff. And maybe this could have benefited, like we talked about earlier, from diving further into these other people's backstories, because this isn't the kind of murder mystery fun that I would have wanted in this show um, to be able to try to figure out who done it, because it's really only one of two people, I think, at this point, Lee or Andy. Sure. Or the AI working independently because robots Mm -hmm. are bad. I think seven episodes is a weird number. I feel like we could mm-hmm. have like cleaned this up and done six or like added what you're saying, these other characters in and gone to eight. And then I don't know. I don't write. I'm just, I'm just being picky to be picky. I still am enjoying it. Um, my, I like Darby and I like the actress that plays Darby. My issue is I cannot see her um, as anything other than Princess Diana because of the crown. So no. <laughs> um, there are some times where she makes her sad face and she looks sad, and I'm like, oh, that's Princess Diana from the crown. <laughs> but anyways, um, we will be back for episode seven, the finale, where we're going to be high-fiving because we're right and we figured it all out um, because we're super sleuths. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have... Questions, comments, things that we missed, you can reach us at teambingepodcast at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed us, what we would really appreciate, doesn't take long, is throw a review up on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, any one of those. Um, Tom and I still have not been able to quit our day jobs, um, (laughs) but one day, that's the dream. Not really. I don't think I could do this for a living. I already hate this show. Um, No, no, no. (laughs) Tom and I have to decide uh, what show we're doing next, which I think we'll probably have a decision by the finale. So thank you all for joining us. Tom, what did I not talk about? Yeah, follow us on the socials, Twitter and Instagram at Team Binge or Team Binge Podcast. Continue the conversation there. Yeah, we've had a lot of uh, great conversation from our listeners and some new listeners this season. So, so thanks again for that, uh, Delia. If you are listening, uh, Seth wants to buy or wants you to buy him more board games, so he has something to do in between our podcasts. It's so, Christmas time, Christmas, Delia. Yeah, please, Hanukkah time. Mm-hmm, hook, make it happen. Hook Seth up. It's the mm-hmm. holidays. Um, yep, that's a good. That's a good uh, note, Tom. But there's Certainly our, there's for our, our whole audience, that's a good note. <laughs> but there you go. Yeah. So uh, again, excited to get into the finale, and we'll we'll see if uh, AI has driven us there. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, I've been Julian. I have been Gumshoe Tom. Till next week, everybody.